0: Okay, we're going to talk about the third of the Asarot the This is Shav. Right, Shav you can't uh, raise up. Uh, the name of Hashem, the Shav, the Shav is an interesting word. We'll discuss in a second. Shav really means for no reason, for no purpose. Although often in the Torah you find the concept of uh, Shav um, as Shekeh. and it's interchangeable. We have to see if that's true. Um, Hashem won't forgive someone who uses his name, L'Shav, for, for no reason or, or for Shekha. Now, part of the, uh, the reason I already raised this question of whether it's L'Shav or shekha, if you look in the Targum Unklos, it's not on the sheet, um, The the end of the Pasuk, he translates Shav as a Shekha. And in fact, there's another Pasuk in the Torah where it explicitly talks about the concept of O'Shavot of Shekha, Pasuk in Parashas uh, Kedoshim, so here it's explicit. We're talking about Shavuah Shekheh. Um, and it's added, not just, Hashem won't forgive you, but Chilalta. It's considered a Chilol to give a, a Shavuah Shekheh. So really what we want to try and understand is, what is there a difference between a Shavuah I guess a pointless Shavuah, and Shavuah so the way to know whether there really is a difference is to look at the examples. What is considered to be a Shvua Shav. So that's a Mishnah in Shvua. A Zohi Shav. The Mishnah gives three basic examples. Nishba' shanot Et la adam. You make a Shvua that is known. Such so change something, to lie about something which is known. There's a stone pillar, and everyone knows it's a stone pillar, but he claims it's actually made of gold, but everyone can see with their eyes, it's not true. Ala ish, shehu isha, Ala shehi ish. You say something which is obviously true, and obviously everyone knows the truth, and you make a shavua the opposite. Nishbala makes a that cannot be. He claims he saw a a flying camel, right? Or flying, you know, in the air. Now camels can't fly, so it it can't be. So definitely, what he's saying is is not true. Nishvur of mitzvah, or he makes a shvur that he won't do a certain mitzvah. Clearly, it's it's false because he's going against the Torah. Shloilasot zukah, shloli tor lulav, shloli nichtvenin, zohi shvur so, from all the examples in uh, in this mission, there's one common denominator, which is at the end of the day, his shvuah was was false. It was a type of sheker, but it was a sheker where he gained nothing from making the shvuah. and it basically sounds like okay to be a shvuah shabb you have to be within the category of sheker, but uh, but there's the sheker mamash where you pulled the walls over some wool over somebody's of these eyes. And then the where you, there was no way you're going to get away with it because it was so obviously false, and uh, and you made that shvur. But when you turn to your Shalmi, you get another example, and here it changes the whole picture. the I'll train, dinun train, The person makes a shvur, I'll train, dinun train, I'll two that it's two. The person says there are two dogs in the room, and there are indeed two. So what he said was emet lamito. He was nishbal, saying it was definitely true, and it is true. And yet Chizkias says that's included in and You get malkot for making such a shavuah. So now, if that's true, maybe you read the whole Mishnah like that. In other words, shavuah shav. The issue is not the sheker in the shavuah. That's not the problem. The problem is the pointlessness of the shavuah. There's really a Shvua Shekha, real Shvua Shekha. That's where you make a Shvua about something which isn't obviously true or false. You claim it to be one way, and then, it turns out you lied. That's Shvua sheker. Shvua shav is a Shvua where there was no need to make the Shvua. Either because you said something was blatantly false, and you made a Shvua that it was true. Or even something which was blatantly true, and you made a Shvua that it was true. There wasn't, nec- there wasn't any necessity um, for such a Shvua. So, so here we are basically, if that's true, we really can split between two different types of shuah. There's shuah sheker and shuah shav. Now, what exactly is the isod, this, the real difference between these two types? So, if you have a look at the uh, the Rambam, the Rambam claims there's actually a mitzvah to make a shuah. the opposite extreme. Kasehem she shuah shav v'shuah sheker belotase, just as an isad to make a shuah shav sheker. So he says, if a person was to make a Shvua, to prove something in based in, it's actually a mitzvah asse to make a Shvua. Right? So as much as there's an Issa to make a Shvua when it's not necessary, or an Issa to make a Shvua Sheker, there's a Mitzvah's asse to make a Shvua when it is necessary. <laughs> so remember describes that this is one of the ways of avodas Hashem, a way of showing tremendous kavod to Hashem, of imhalerat Hashem, the fact we made a shvot emet. Um, what, what's the idea behind this? I think it's very clear from the chinuch what's going on here. Have a look at the chinuch who explains what a Shvua is. He perush nishba. Who lefitati? What do I think it means to make a shvoa? She haadam ha adam b'libo v'ome b'fiv liot mekaim otod vav shnishba alav loishaneu lo So a person resolves and says with his mouth something which is true, and he does it. Komo shashem baruchu kayam. Just like Hashem is eternal, so too the thing he made a Shavuah about is also eternal. In a moment, K'mosheh, Hashem emet? Kach, whatever I'm making a Shavuah about is emet. A shvua is a tool to compare the truth of Hashem to the truth of something else in this world. So a person wants to make a shvua that, you know, he... Uh, he took a loan from somebody last year and he wants the money back. So what's the best way of demonstrating that he's being serious, that he's telling the truth? How can he convince us that he really did take the, uh, give the loan the previous year? So he says, the MS of the fact that I gave the loan last year is like the Emmet of Hashem. He makes a statement, he makes a, a sentence that comprises two halves. Just like Hashem is Emmet, so too this thing that I'm making an emet, And when you connect the two things, and it takes us allows us to take it seriously, and suggest: okay, we believe you. A person if, who's willing to compare the emes of Hashem with a fact within this world succeeds in connecting the truth of his facts to the truth of Hashem, and so we'll believe him. And that's the meaning of, of a shavuah, and therefore it immediately becomes obvious why it's a mitzvah to do so. If you're trying to true, prove what you're saying is true, so connecting it to the thing which is most true in the whole world. So a person could make a shavu on the life of his parents. Well, that's serious. But what if it was even beyond that? You know, if a person makes a shavu on the life of his goldfish, no one really takes him seriously. Okay, so a goldfish will die. Maybe it's a special goldfish. But uh, the life of his parents, that's more serious. But when you you go for the most important thing in the world, the way that demonstrates this is what I consider to be the most true thing in the world. I can't think of anything better to describe the truth of what I'm saying but the truth of Hashem. It's basically a demonstration of how such high esteem a person considers Hashem, Hashem's truth, Hashem's existence in the world. And that's why it becomes a mitzvah. Because you just use this as an opportunity to demonstrate your reverence for Hashem. So the same is true in the flip, in the exact reverse of a Schwarz Sheka. A person makes a statement and says, Just as Hashem is true, so too it's true that, you know, I gave loan." But what he said was false. So he's basically falsifying the truth of Hashem. He's basically saying, I don't believe Hashem is true. And he's basically, that's Achilol Hashem. That's what the Pasuk says, right? Lo tishbu b'shimi Hashem Hashem. It's a of Hashem because he basically a means a vacuum. He's taken all meaning, all truth, out of the statement that Hashem is the ultimate truth. By by connecting up the truth of Hashem with a fact in this world, and the fact turned out to be false, he's basically making casting aspersions on, on the truth of Hashem. And that that is the ultimate khil Hashem. To cast aspersions on the truth of Hashem in the world. So that's definitely true by, by Shmot Shekha. How does Shvot Shav fit into this? So he said, Shvot Shav is, there's two types. One is where you lie, but, but there's no way you could get away with a lie, because it's obviously true. And even if you tell the truth, but it was unnecessary. Right? And, and we've got to understand both aspects here. When you tell the truth, so what was wrong? Just as Hashem is true, two plus two is four. Well, what did I do wrong? A Shvot Shav. I get Malkot. Right? And when I make a Shvot sheke, I say, this pillar of stone is really is really made of gold. So that should be a Shvot sheke. It shouldn't be a Shvot Shav. So why are we only calling it a Shvot Shav and not a, a Shvot Shekher? What's the difference? Is there a difference? It sounds like Shvot Shekher is a Eichil Hashem. Shvot Shav is. It's not a chilul Hashem. It's Hashem won't forgive you. It's a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. But, but it's something else. So what is that something else? What exactly do I do wrong um, in making this statement? I'm not really kind of like, really casting aspersions; same as truth. So I think the the key here is a point made by the sheiltot. She also says the following. Um the Asalahun um the debate is so it's Asafah Jewish people lishabbu bishikra bishmada kadish ba'gu bikoman dish dabab bishikra bishmada kishbrihu lately ma khila al-ulam dehtab la tisra al-shamm shamm lukhakha lishav So he starts off saying the problem is ashwa sheka and the Pasuk in the sense and you don't get a Mechila But he carries on. And he says, it's not, it's not just if you lie. The fact that the Pasuk doesn't talk about making a false oath. If you read the Pasuk again, in the Pasuk in parshas Kedoshim, it says, Don't make a false Shvua. But in Asserasidras, it doesn't say a false shvu'ah; it just says, Don't raise the name of Hashem for no purpose. The shav. So the Shiltop picks up on that diuk and says the Isr isn't only with a shvu'ah Shekha. Any time you use Shem Hashem Levatala for no reason, that's already included in the Isr. And that's why the pasuk doesn't say Lotishava, it says loti Sa. Dafilu, it's curay shem shemaim Levatala simply mentioning Shem Hashem with no reason. Is already, is already included in Israel. In other words, beyond the falsification of the truth of Hashem, there's a more basic problem, which is simply using Shem Hashem when you don't really need to. Shem Shemaim Levatala. And Lechor, that's what's going on in Shavu If I say something which is blatantly true, or blatantly false, so did I ever manage to create the illusion of a connection between Shem Hashem and this statement? Not really. If I say 2 plus 2 is 5, even if I may say, Bashem Hashem, just like Hashem is true, 2 plus 2 is 5. I didn't pull the wools over anyone, wool over anyone's, eyes, over anyone's eyes. I didn't manage to really create a connection between the truth of Hashem and the statement that 2 plus 2 is 5 because it's so blatantly false, I don't even get off the ground. So the problem isn't the falsification of Hashem's name. Because to falsify Hashem's name, you have to create the illusion that this statement is as true as Hashem Hashem and then demonstrate the statement is false. But if it's obvious it's false, then you never created that illusion. So there's no falsification of Hashem Hashem. So what is there? There is the useless, pointlessness of using Hashem Hashem when you didn't need to. Simply mentioning Hashem Hashem with no, no value, no goal. And then we understand you're Hashami. Even if you say... 2 plus 2 is 4 is as true as Shema Hashem. Why? Why are you saying Shema Hashem? That was not necessary. When is it a mitzvah to use Shema Hashem? When something isn't entirely clear. And it's necessary to demonstrate it's true. And the necessity to demonstrate it's true requires you to make a Shavuah. So, what are you going to use in your Shavuah to demonstrate it's true? Ah, the thing which is most true in the entire world? That's a Khalej And then you join the two together. And that demonstrates that you your Sheol Hashem is the most true thing in the world, and also convinces us you're telling the truth. But where it wasn't necessary, and you're simply saying Sheol Hashem for no, no reason whatsoever, that already is, a, is an affront to Sheol Hashem. Now, maybe explain this even more deeply, or, or more clearly, the command to tries to work out what the Isra of Simply Stam saying Sheol Hashem Levatala is. So the whole discussion there about... Uh, about uh, when you can give Malkot, and the Gemara says like this: If you are going to ask what's the source for the Issu to say, simply stam, say, Hashem, why do you have a problem saying there's no source? There's an easy source. You have to fear Hashem, you at Hashem. Right and and serve Hashem Yirat Hashem. So the Gemara comes, "Who as That pasuk only teaches me there's a mitzvah as Asay. Now saying, "Shem Hashem Levatalla" is a a violation of this positive mitzvah of of Yirat Hashem. Right now, there's a question of the girsa in the Gemara here. I have to look at the Grah. "Gra." The Gra has a slightly different girsa. He says, "Amal lo haketiv im lo tishmo laasot." Lira et Hashem ha va v'hanora ha et Hashem it's not a general pasuk about Hashem melokech hatira fearing Hashem it's an explicit pasuk that says "Liera et Hashem ha to fear Hashem but if we put aside the difference for a second the overall picture is very clear there's a concept called liyira Hashem of Yira, fearing, appreciating the gravity, the seriousness, the awesomeness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And someone who says, Shem Shemaim Levatala, demonstrates a total lack of reverence for Hashem. Hashem is of such greatness, we don't want to band uh, His name around lightly. And that's the idea here of Shua Shav. It's true, you didn't falsify Hashem's name. It's not a Hashem in terms of suggesting that Hashem isn't true. But using shame Hashem where there was no need to is a pointless mention of shame Hashem in the world and that shows a total lack of reverence to, to Hashem. They're willing to stun, mention His name. The Ramban speaks this out uh, in the Aserah very, very clearly. He says like this, <laughs> It's asked to to make an oath oath which is unnecessary. To say something which is blatantly true or false and uh, and make a shvur on it. or shu shayesh, whether you're saying something which is blatantly false or blatantly true. A pillar of marble, it's gold or a pillar of marble, it is marble. Right? It's, it's right in front of you. You're not talking about making a shvur about some pillar in the other side of the country and it's not known to the people around you. You're talking about something sitting in front of you. Everyone knows the truth and you still make a shvur. Vardar HaPashat says that's according to but at Peshat of the Pasuk, yeso od Shlo Shloisa al Svatav, Hasheman Ichbad al Chinam, Colossian Lot Shemash Shav, and he brings many other pasukim like this to simply say, Shem Hashem with no need. O Vermet, Shagam Zerasu, that's also included in the Issu, Venik Rabbellashim Chachamim, Motzi Shem Shemayim Levatala, Vekavam Ru Raboteinu, when a person is makdish a korban, he shouldn't say laShem Olah. That this animal is to Hashem and it's a Olah, because we're worried that after he says the word laShem, he'll change his mind and he won't be makdish the animal. And it turns out he said Shem Shemayim with no need. So he should always say Olah laShem. So by the time he says so, the name of Hashem, he's already completed the sentence. The said there. Zoha Mitzvah, Acha Azharat Avod Azorah. This now comes immediately after the Avod Azorah. He et Hashem haGadol v'hanora sh'lo Just as you shouldn't give Hashem's kavod to a different being, which we discussed last week, that the Yisod of Avod at least for Jews, is, is giving kavod, giving attention that should have been given to Hashem, and giving it to a different power, so, so, you should also give kavod to Hashem Hashem itself. Not only should not take away from kavod Hashem, but you should ensure that Hashem Hashem has kavod. So, so, that seems to be the real the difference between Shuwa Shek and Shuwa Again, Shuwa Hashem is where you succeed in creating a connection between the truth of Hashem and the truth of some statement, which isn't obviously true or false. If it's true, that's a tremendous kavod, tremendous mitzvah of, uh, of demonstrating you think Hashem is the most ms thing in the world. And if it's false, then you've suggested cast aspers- casting aspersions on the truth of Hashem. That's for us, shekeh. shav. There's no way of creating a connection between the ms of Hashem and what you're making a on. And that's exactly the problem. You're mentioning Hashem Hashem with no reason. With no use. And therefore, it doesn't just get limited to, to uh, Shem Hashem. Sorry, to Shvua uh, v'Shem Hashem. But it also includes Shem shemaim L'Vatala. It's sort of expanded to that extent. Um, now, once we're talking about the, the u- useless, pointless use of, uh, of Shem Hashem, we have to ask the question of uh, how far does it go? The Gabbai Brachaf seems to say that even a Brachal is included in in this Yisra. In this Brachash The intention is what we call today a Brachal Anyway, it's a brachah that's not needed. Over Mishum Lotisa. Okay. Makes sense. Based on what we've just said. person who uses Hashem's name where it's unnecessary then then that's a zilzul of Shashem, right? Shouldn't have done it. But the truth is, a big Machlokites is about this. The, the Tosvot say the following. Tosvot and Rosh Hashanah are discussing women doing, uh, making a bracha on mitzvah tashay mangroma, And Tosvot there quotes all the various different reasons why why women can or can't and gets into the whole discussion. And then while getting to that whole discussion, Tosvot raises the question, well, is it a, shvua, a bracha levatala for a woman to make a bracha on a bracha on a mitzvah she's not really obligated to do she's not obligated to do it maybe she shouldn't be making a bracha and that bracha is a l- v- bracha l- v- so Tosot says no and he says like this mimash ayu mevarchin that they're making the bracha lomedak deik midi that's not an issue shmamina heichi debitiri shay levruche even though somebody is patur from a mitzvah like women being patur from positive mitzvahs which are bound by time Shari Levruh, can still make the bracha. Why? Mishum te bracha she'en atzricha, v'kava mishum baltisa, aleika, tadrasha de Rabbanan. says the whole issa of a bracha levatala is only an issa de Rabbanan. In other words, the Gemara in bracha says is an asmachta. It says, every time you make a bracha levatala, you're over the isa de raisa, oh, v'lotisa. Right? Lotisa shem v'shem melokecha It's not true. Midar Aisa, you didn't do anything wrong. Midar Abanan, we told you not to do it. And he brings a proof. Daha ama beparek Misha meito. Right, in brachot perek Dav Chafalav. Safeg kara emet v'yatsiv, safek lo kara. Chose v'kore. V'lo asrina m'shem, ti lo t'isa, u'motsi shim shavayin levatala. D'asrina beparek hamet t'amura, mid'chitiv shem v'lokecha tira, hanimili b'lo bracha. So he says, he quotes the Gemara in, in brachas. Let's say so you have a suffix, what do you do with a suffix? So the Gemara says, ah, if you have a suffix, if you said MSV so it's MSV Yatsiv includes the mitzvah mentioning a CS Mi- CS Mitzrayim every day, which is an Issa So if you have a suffix, you should repeat it. Ah, but surely you're repeating the bracha. And if a bracha is an Issa so Suffix Doraisa, L'kula, or L'chumra, sorry, Safek D'raisa which means you shouldn't make the bracha. So how can the Gemara say when you have a Safek, you should make that bracha? It must be the really, the Isra of making the bracha is only D'rabanan. And since here you can gain, there's a Safek D'raisa on the uh, mitzvah of Zichir HaSisiya's Mitzrayim. So we'll push aside Isra D'rabanan and you should do it. That's Tosfot's claim. That really, the whole Isra of bracha Batara is only D'rabanan. From the Rambam, it seems clear he, he took the Rambam face value and he holds it to Zedin Doraysa. Kol HaMavarech, the Rambam says, Neuchas Brachas, Kol HaMavarech, Brachashe'ina Tzricha, shim Nosei Shem Shemayim Lashav. V'Rehu Kenishba Lashav, Vasul Acharav Amen. So here the Rambam makes a direct connection between Shem Shemaim Lashav and Shur Shav and Brachal Avatala. The simple diuk seems to be that it's a Doraysa. There are some Akronim who are not convinced. They, they make the diak in the Ram, it's like ka. It's not really ma'amashashashvur shav. But in the chuvas, the Ram in the chuvas, in the peradoh, the Ram says Mefursh. That making a is an isad a writer of Shayf Shamayna of So, uh, what would the Ram do about Safaik? Uh, brachot, the Gemara that says, if you make a Safeg, a safi, you should say it again. If this is the right, so how, by Safeg, can you do it again? So that's, of course, quite easy to answer, because if I mahive of you to repeat the bracha, then... then it's not l'shav anymore. Now, the says, to- oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a l'shav, you're saying there's no reason. But it is, it, isn't, it is l'shav. It isn't l'shav. If, if we, we were mechriah, you have to make the bracha again because you're missing out another mitzvah d'araisa. So now you're making the bracha again, with need. And so, uh, it's no considered pointless, and if there's no pointless, then there's no isa So it's a very interesting machleikah here. Is making a bracha in the an isa raisa, or just an isa What's the two sides here? So, I, I think I can very easily identify with a side that says it's not an isa Because what did you say? Even though you weren't going to eat an apple. But it's true. It really is true. That Kodesh Baruch Hu is amazing. And he and hashaqon he, ni I said something which is true, which is a shevach and hillel of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. I praised Hashem. What's wrong with praising Hashem? So so what's the Svarah of the Rambam here? You're saying something that's obvious. then? You're saying something that's obvious. Without a purpose. Without a purpose. So it's true I praised Hashem, but I didn't need to praise Hashem with shame Hashem. I didn't need to use shame Hashem and, and praise Him. So, so what's the Machleki So I think, I think it maybe it connects back to the two Gersas we saw in the Gemara and Tamura. So go back to Gemara and Tamura, one Pasuk said, one source for this idea of Shem Shema was, simply, have Yiras Hashem. The second Pasuk was, to actually fear the, the name of Hashem. So, actually, one pointed out, there's a very sharp difference between, between the two makoros. Are we dealing here with a general Klali idea of Yiras Hashem? There are many ways to have yiras Hashem, right? Being careful not to averas, the extra careful is that's yiras Hashem, and being machabe, being have yiras of tam and that's yiras Hashem. And one of the many ways in which you have yiras Hashem is is not to stum say shame Hashem, right? That would be a zilzil of Hashem. It would be uh, showing a lack of of fear for Hashem. But at the end of the day, we're not dealing with a specific issue of Shem Shema Vatala. It, it expresses itself as one of the many things you can't do is say Shem Shema Vatala. But we're dealing with a general category of things about how a person holds himself and what a person does and how a person relates to Hashem. And one of the ways in which a person expresses the fact that he relates to Hashem through the Middah of era is not to stun. Say Hashem Hashem when, just without reason. The second Pasuk, which the, according to the Girs of the Gra, talks about Yiras Hashem. As in Yiras, Shem Hashem. That Shem Hashem is something specific that they have to have Yira from. Something powerful. Something that exists in this world which has gravity. And therefore you have to be Machabi the Shem Hashem. Uh, to give a mashal. There's a pasta, there's a mitzvah of Yirat HaMikdash. Yirat Makom HaMikdash. And Mikdashi Tirau. A mikdash. Mikdash person has to have Yirat HaMikdash. A person uh, was to, uh, to go to a uh, harabais. And the Mikdash is there. He, has to, he can't stum walk in and in his jeans and in his uh, whatever it is. He should realize that it's somewhere in which is very And he should stum have all his uh, you know, keys flying around and whatever he wears in his t shirt. He's going to a place. Kavod, and he has to have Yirasa That's the mitzvah of, mikda, of, of Yirasa Mikdash, Mora Mikdash. In other words, there's a specific thing that has gravity and seriousness that a person has to give Kavod to. Now, the Gemara Niyavamas says very clearly don't make a mistake. Don't think you're giving, you that the, the, the Mikdash is an independent thing. That's independent significance. Of course, what you're really fearing is, is Hashem. But, even having said that, the Gemara is just trying to correct a mistake you can have. There are really three options here. One option is, we're just dealing with Us Hashem. There's a clearly idea of Having Yirush Hashem and express itself in many, many different ways. One of which is Yirush Hamikdash. Another is uh, Yerush Hashem Hashem. Another is is not being extra careful not to do uh, Aveiras. The other extreme, which the Gemara re- definitely rejects, is to think that Hashem Hashem has independent exp- um, significance, or to think that the Mikdash has independent ex- um, significance, independence of Hashem. That the Gemara rejects. But there is a middle option here. That the Torah is saying yes. The mikdash has an in, a, a independent significance. We're not independent of Hashem. The reason it has significance is due to its connection to Hashem, but its significance demands year in and of itself. Therefore, there are very specific halachas of, of Mora mikdash. And therefore, Mora mikdash is an independent mitzvah. There's a mitzvah of Yos Hashem, and there's another mitzvah of Mora mikdash. The, the, the Gemara in Yavam, says don't make a mistake, It's just telling you, don't think the, the, the Yira of the Mikdash is divorced from Yira Sashem. The significance of the Mitzvah is, is because of its connection to Hashem. But it nevertheless is an independent focus. And therefore, you have to have Yira from it and there are specific halachas about how to have Yira from it and there's an independent Mitzvah in the Torah. So you could say the same thing by, by Shem Hashem. And Lichora, that's what the, uh, the Gersh of the Grah, the quotes of Pasek, Lira et Hashem ha-Nichbad. The Mitzvahs have Yira of that shame. To realize Shem Hashem is a very powerful thing. And as such, a person has to use it with tremendous care and realize the gravity of what he's doing every time he mentions Shem Hashem. It could be that that's the Machlekes say where the Brachal of is a the Rai if we say the problem of mentioning Shem Hashem is a general klali isra of Yerush Hashem. So, if when I said Shem Hashem I praised Hashem, I was saying Shem Hashem in order to praise Hashem, how can you tell me that what I did was was a zilzul? I felt the need, I felt the, I looked to the world and I felt the need to praise Hashem. And he said, The whole thing's true. It's one big shevach of Hashem. Why shouldn't I say it? But if the mitzvah of Yerash Hashem here, Yerashem Hashem, adds a whole other element, not just not to be mezalza with Hashem, but to realize the significance and the weight of shevach Hashem, and to be extra careful about when and how you use shevach Hashem, then I could turn around and say, even if you use shevach Hashem in a context which gives shevach and to Kodesh Baruch Hu, if it was unnecessary, then you shouldn't do it. And if you do do it, you are unnecessary using shema Hashem. It's a begia in the appreciation of the cover and the weight of shema Hashem in this world, and you shouldn't do it. So maybe, maybe that's really what the Rambam holds when holding it's an Isidur Isa. Um, now, finish off that. There is a whole another parsha. In the Torah, about shvut, which is at the end of uh, um, in the beginning, of parshat matot, uh, the whole parshat hafla, shvua and a neda. and the, uh, the parshat that says "ish ki yedod ledel Lashem or "shavashuah la'asa isah al nafsho," person makes a neda, an oath, a vow, or an oath, a neda or a shvua to make something asa. Lo It's as for him to violate that oath. What's how is this connected or disconnected to everything we discussed until now? So if you have a look at the uh, the gemara shvuah, it's very interesting. between and uh and Chacham. Shvuah shlo uchal. Pesach shvuah not to not to eat. And he ate a small amount of food. Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva says it doesn't mean the not to eat, and he, and he ate even a small quantity. He already violates the koshu He's Chayav, Malchus. What are you talking about? In Kola we've never found somebody who's Chayav and Achila unless he eats a kezayat. also a When the person makes a shvua it's only asked for him if he eats a a kezayat. So what's Yisad of here? So one way to explain the Makhlaikah is a general Makhlaikah in what's called achilah. The I won't eat. So what's called eating? Is eating only when you eat a kazayat, So eating even when you eat less than a kazayat. But it could be that there's a whole different Makhlaikah it could be the question is what's the real Ha isu? When a person makes a shvuah to create an issu, as described, or a nedel, as described in the, end of, uh, in, in, in the beginning of Parashas Matat, what's the issu Is the issu that when he makes a shvuah he creates a new issu? Or is the issu that when he eats, he's full shame Hashem? So, Rabbi Akiva stands around and says, the whole problem, the reason that it's Asr to eat when a person makes a shvuah that he won't eat, is because he says, just like Hashem is emet, so too the fact that I will not eat is emet. And then when he eats, he falsifies his statement. And therefore, what would the shiur of Echila be? Even a koshahu. This isn't an Isra achila. It's not that the Achila, achila is Asr there's nothing wrong with the achilah. it's just if you eat it turns out retroactively that the statement you made was a Shavuot Sheker and you falsified Hashem's name Shavu so says the sheer is a Kosher HaKamim apparently argue either because they say there's no achilah less than the Kazayat or because they say no when a person makes a Shavuot there's a whole new Parsha in the Torah Parsha Safla then create new Isurim Shema Hashem is so powerful that you can use it to create new Isserin. And the new Isserin created is a new Isserachila. And therefore what's really problematic here is the Achila. Not the falsification of the Shur, but the Achila. And therefore, the Shir is a Kazayit. Have a look at the Rehimi Gash and the Rambam here. The Rehimi Gash says like this, Ben Mamash, Ben Allah. <laughs> If a person makes a shvuah and doesn't mention Shem Hashem, it's meaningless. It doesn't create an Issa. Why doesn't it create an Issa? Two options. Because the whole Yisod of the Issa is falsifying Hashem's name. So there's, no, there's nothing to talk about. Or you, you need the gravity of Sheim Hashem to create an Isra. The Rambam does think you can make a Shavuah without Sheim Hashem. Echad nishba or ha-nishbiyu, achher, b'shem yuchad. if you use Sheim Hashem, or b'echad min ha-kunuyim, k'gonsh nishba, b'mi sheshmo chanun, or b'mi shemmo rachum, you use either Sheim Hashem, or you refer to Hashem, ukiyotze b'hen, p'chol ha-shon ha-reizu Shavuah g'mura. That's called a Shavuah g'mura, and mamas create an Isra. Amar alah or arur or shuwa v'lo yis kesei v'lo kinyui hareiz asu b'tavas nishba alav avaleino loke korban imavas shuato ad sheeba sheim min hashemot a person who makes a shuwa without shame Hashem creates an issur no shame Hashem what's the nature of the issur that's pasht matot that simply making a shuwa is enough to create an issur. That's Shitah You need a kazayit. So, what does using Sheim Hashem add? If I've already created Issa, what's why is it worse when I add Sheim Hashem? What's the extra element? So, based everything said, it, it's very clear. Parshas Matot teaches me I can create Isserim, but the Isserus Adibros and Parshas Kedoshim teaches me. But using Sheim Hashem and falsifying, especially in Parshas, Matos, Parshas Kedoshim. Falsifying Shem Hashem is an extra level of chumrah, and therefore, a person who makes a shua not to do something and then does it, so, so that's already a violation of shor sheker, and it's much more chamor. If I were to be very courageous, we'd have to check this out. I would say in the Rambam, a person who makes a shua bli Shem Hashem, he would have to eat a kizayis to violate the yisur, because there we created a new yisur. But the moment you mention Shem Hashem. There's now a problem of falsification, maybe he's already over on a call because it's a totally different uh, violation. that you'd have to check up to be true. OK, that can.